Beyond the Party, episode two. Happy to be here. Um, we're here with guest DJ Nine. Really happy to have you on, Nine. Happy to be here. How you doing? How was your weekend? Good, good. Um, where was I at? Friday. I was at Wicked Wolf. Yeah, where was I? Saturday. Wicked. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where was I? I was home, so it's like a different change of pace for me lately. But um, Friday was the Phillies. Oh my gosh! Yeah, thanks. She knows my whole schedule. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I know because yeah. I, I seen you Saturday. True. And Friday um, I was deceased. I did. Uh, yeah, I did the Phillies opening day, um, Friday, and then I went up to Porta and Asbury Park. That was a lot of fun. I haven't been up there in a while. And then where was I Saturday? Oh, is that Wicked Wolf? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, <laughs> I totally way. forget. Pe- people ask me, they're like, where are you at this week? I'm like, let me, let me check. No, <laughs> listen, <laughs> it, it's, it's just totally insane because I'm just like almost anywhere and everywhere now. It's, it's actually, uh, it's, no, it's, I it's know. wild. Yeah. All yeah. the days and the Oh, my goodness. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And yeah, I, it was fun. Are you doing like all the scheduling for the Phillies too? Like, yeah. You yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just me doing it because, I mean, since I can't do all the Phillies games, um, the other guys, I have to like just find out everyone's availability right. and just plug yeah. everyone in. So, yeah. How, how'd that start? Like, you going with the Phillies? Um, They sent me an email, and it was – I thought it was, like t- – I was always telling everybody, I thought it was, like, just phillies.com, like, promoting, like, the T-shirts or, like, some kind of crazy sale. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, they're looking for a, a a resident DJ or, like, an official DJ. I was like, holy shit, let me read this. <laughs> and I went into the ballpark and had a meeting with them, and they were just like, yeah, we – like, they never had a DJ before. And, like, baseball teams are really starting to, like, push the DJ for, like, the games, for, like, for enter- entertainment value. Yeah. And the players wanted it. The players were like, yo, we're so sick of, like, during batting practice listening to, like, some stupid Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. Like, players were actually throwing baseballs up to the press box to get them to change the music. So oh they were gosh. like, yo, we got to do something about this. So we went in, and it just it worked out. They wanted, they wanted me just by myself, but, like, I couldn't do all 81 games. Yeah, it's a lot. I still wanted to kind of have my own – DJ schedule, you know, working in the nightclubs, and those home those home stands are like ten games in yeah. a row. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Nah, <laughs> I was like, I don't yeah, want to do all yeah. that. <laughs> so at, at the same time, were you on on tour yet? Or not yet? Paulie called me to do that the next day. Oh my god. Yeah, that that was a lot. That was super aggressive, and I kind of wanted to have my cake and eat it too. I wanted to still work with Paulie right. and work for the Phillies. So luckily, I went back to the Phillies. I was like, my schedule got a little bit more aggressive, and I kind of explained to them. I was like, how do you how do you feel about me just like finding good guys from the area team, and develop yeah. a develop a team? And they were reluctant to it, so it worked out. Uh, yeah, that, that's good. Yeah. it looks like it's like everything's going like pretty like flawlessly. Like you yeah, I mean, last year couldn't have gone any better. Yeah, I mean, holy shit! I mean, the postseason was absolutely incredible, and like for some reason, it just the reception with for us as DJs, like you would have thought. Like the compliments that we got, that mm-hmm. we were actually fucking players playing on the field. You know what I mean? Like everyone was like so nice. That's like, amazing. what do you guys need now for that next year? Do you wow. need this? Yeah, do you need awesome. that? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, big market team too. Like the Phillies, like they can do yeah. a lot. Sure. It was it was cool, DJ. I mean, it, you think baseball is like this? Like you bring your grandfather, you kind of like go and relax. And right. a lot of season ticket holders were sending emails like, "This is too aggressive." Oh. Like, we don't want to see the DJ. We don't care about the DJ. Yeah. Because, you know, we're playing, like, hype shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, while you're eating popcorn, like, I'm playing Booyah. Like, show tech. <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? We need that for the crowd because that's how it feels. Really 100%. Works. People really yeah. were receptive. People loved – people have loved it. I mean, when I – one of my biggest TikToks or one of my only few TikToks was me just playing the uh, – Dancing on my own, yeah, yeah, and it got like five hundred thousand likes. But everyone was kind of like, "We love the DJ this year." I'm thinking like, "Yo, screw the DJ." You think all like the negative feedback you would get, yeah, yeah. But people are like, people also think that we do the uh, the 
players walk up music because a lot of them are like shitty songs. Mm-hmm. You know, like Bryce Harper is like has like the most boring walk up songs ever, and he's like our best player on the team. Yeah, yeah. So people are like, "Yo, DJ, like stop playing Bryce's music, or you know, or change up Bryce's walk up song." Like we have any yeah, kind of like say like in the matter. That's your decision. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they kind of put that blame on us, but other than that, it's been fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, I feel like music, like really with sports, like has like a, such a big relation, like amping yeah. people up. You know, even the players listening to music pregame, them getting hyped up, getting in, you know, getting in the zone. For Batting the game. practice is a lot of fun because, like I said, they want it the most. So us being down, we're down on the field with them, DJing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them don't really pay too much mind to us at all. Um, but few like Brad Marsh, like he loves when we're there. That's awesome. Like I know he likes DMX. So actually, opening day is a funny story. I know he likes DMX, and he always he always comes up and dabs me up. He's like like the only player that does it. He's like kind of like stretching. He, I didn't see him bat yet, and I'm like, I'm going to play a DMX song. And as soon as I did it, he looked at me, and all I hear him say is, give me a bat, give me a bat, and he goes up and just starts hitting home runs. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah, that's so, awesome. So I did, like, a couple DMX songs, and he goes, yo, thank you, I needed that. <laughs> he's, like, he's pretty young, right? Yeah, I think he's, like, 24, yeah, maybe. something like that. That was a yeah. great, great pickup by them. Mm-hmm. Like, that, oh, he's awesome. When they did that trade, I was like, wow. Like, that's yeah, he, awesome. Yeah. yeah, he brings, like, a different energy to the bullpen or mm-hmm. the – in the dugout. Yeah, it seems like their culture is like really like like getting like built right now. Like I know we made the World Series and mm-hmm. you know, we did lose, but a lot of teams it takes them like a long time to get to that point. And like we're still kind of at the beginning. Like mm-hmm. get a lot of young guys. Right, and, all like and they all like yeah. each other. They're all they all seem right. to be f- like buddy buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not like the strict business. Like let's get this done and leave. They're actually they seem to be all cool with each other, which is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. Yeah, it's great. Do they have a? Uh, is there any type of like players like requests like like of, like songs like that they give you? The or only anything? T- you know what's funny the only time that um, people would ever or players would ever come up to us when we had Joe Girardi as our manager mm-hmm. he loved Biggie, obviously because he played for New he, York. He, yeah, right. he was not yeah. played, but he was managing the Yankees for so long. So like we'd always do like a Biggie set for him, and he would just like look back at us, and be like, keep it going, keep <laughs> it going. But not, the players, I mean. They, I mean, obviously, like last year, we had a couple like Dominican guys that mm-hmm. I don't think they're not they're not even on the team anymore. We always played the Bad Bunny stuff for them, right. you know, yeah, yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. But now it's kind of just just keep it hype for them. How does it kind of correlate to like doing you know, a club or bar? Like, I play like a club set for batting practice. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. like I'm doing like you know, um, let me try to think of some songs. Like, I'll do like. Um, I do like grocery party, you know. I'll keep yeah, it like yeah. in the seventy beats per minute, like all hype shit, you know. Um, that's it, really. It's all hit. I'm playing a lot of hip hop during batting practice. Yeah, I bet. I yeah. saved all the EDM stuff for later, you know. Yeah. For the, during yeah. the game. I uh, I DJ Kiss Kiss on um Thursday. Uh, all hip hop. I didn't. Yo, I think yeah. I only had to play like two pop songs, maybe. Really. But I kind of liked it because it was like different than a typical like open format stuff mm-hmm. that we do in Philly, and kind of like tested my mixing in a different way yeah, yeah. I, mean, I remember being at kiss kiss and just like it's super important to be a good dj there because they can just walk out and go to another go gamble or yeah, go to yeah the, tropicana yeah. is a mall of bars yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. but i always noticed like people get there early i'd play for them and then i'd be so mad that, that they left and it's only like 12 <laughs> 30 right. but then they're back in an hour <laughs> i see them walk right back in <laughs> so did you start djing in philly or did you start like at school, um, or? I started in Phil. Oh, no, I started DJing up at Rutgers. Oh, Rutgers, you um, went to Rutgers. Yeah, okay. that's where I got nine from. Um, exit nine off the turnpike is where uh, Rutgers okay. is. Okay, gotcha. And then once I graduated there, I moved back to Jersey into my parents' place, and that's when I really. It's where I met Frank 
it's funny that we're here because Frank was like the first person that put me on in <laughs> oh, Atlantic really? City. Oh, yeah. Shit. Thanks, Frank. Thanks. <laughs> 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 um, and then it just that's where I met you know all the DJs that worked under Center Stage. I worked for Center Stage for six, seven years. Wow, didn't even know that. Yeah, and then I just I just started doing more like Philly stuff. I was like it's closer to home a little bit, yeah, you know, right. and just things just kind of evolved. Was there like a point to like where you took a break or you kind of just like left college and started know. DJing like right away, like like doing balls That was the stuff. thing. Like I obviously went to college to try to figure it out. Right. And then yeah. I found DJing like a month in and I was like, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you don't yeah. really know what like a, you know, I was doing it for fun and then I realized that you can make money doing it. And then you kind of don't really, I mean, you know, then you kind of don't yeah. really understand like how much you can make and then you kind of like learn that as you go. And mm-hmm. then I just never stopped. Yeah, Never. I didn't want to do anything else. No, like, why would you? Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, yeah, you're getting paid to play music. It's, yeah, it's like one of the best jobs. Yeah, you could ask it's for. been it's been good. Yeah, I was pretty yeah. similar. Like, I started, I joined a fraternity my freshman year, and then sophomore year, the uh, DJ we had like graduated, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Who wants a DJ?" So I was, yeah, like, fuck it, I'll try it out. So I just bought a board and kind of started messing around Serato. Yeah, and. Yeah, that was that was the beauty of like 2005, 2006. Like Serato was only like two years in, so no, not everyone DJ. It was just like it was unique to be a DJ. Yeah. It was fun to yeah. be a DJ. So like if you were good, you were like sought after. So like I always got the calls on the weekends at Rutgers. Like, damn, nine's good. Like let's have him at our frat. Let's mm-hmm. have him at our frat. Frats would call me up to be like, yo, where are you at Friday? Because we're thinking of having a party Friday. Well, I was like, I'm actually next door at let's say A E Pi. They're like, right. shit, okay, we'll have our party on Saturday. Can you do that then? <laughs> wow. So I would do the party I initially had and then do theirs the following day. So they kind of coordinate their own parties based on my availability. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the very first bar or like club gig you ever got? Um, At Rutgers. It was called Old Queens. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like there. That's their bar. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's funny. It's like the 60,000 people go there, and this place holds like 200 people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like super small. Um, But I was there for – I was there a long time, even after I graduated. I was still driving up there to still be affiliated. Um, but that was my first one. Did that in Philly? Mine was uh, where was I? The Roxy, which is now Roar. Oh, okay. Yeah. My Roar Thursday, Sean Kingston. There you go. Come out. Tickets still available. <laughs> <laughs> Self promotion a little Sean bit. Sean Kingston. I just where were we just at? He was there. By Miami, right? Maybe. Um, no, Cancun. Oh, Cancun. Yeah. That guy's everywhere. He I was, was in Fort Lauderdale last month, and he was there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he pops around, man. People still rock with him. He was there the day before we got in uh, spring break. He did, like, a spring break okay, day. Okay, cool. Out there, Mandala Beach. So sick. How was that? Yeah, I was <laughs> So sick. It's probably crazy. My gosh. It's, it's it's spring break in Cancun. It's, like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, we went to the Bahamas for spring break two years ago. That was so much fun. Really? Yeah, I mean. I was doing that every – I was doing that for six years, Bahamas, from – March 1st to March 22nd every year. Oh, wow. Or 24th, yeah. With Student City, the spring break company. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what we use. Is that? <laughs> yeah. <yep. laughs> you didn't know that? I was out there for... No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, every day for... Oh, so you were what? Did you stay at Breezes? Yeah. Yep. Breezes. Hell yeah. And we went there. Did you go? Yeah. Yeah, we went there for a senior trip when we graduated. Oh, wow. School, yeah. yeah, man. It's the old stomping grounds. <laughs> I know the I know them I know names there at the hotel. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Club Hurricane, right downstairs. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Do we you never remember the guy Godfrey? Yeah. Of oh, course. I love him. The Godfrey special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got reminded of him the other day because I was in Wicket's like employee bathroom and there's someone like there's a lot of writing on the wall mm-hmm. and it just says Godfrey. Yeah. And I just got yeah. flashbacks to the funny. Godfrey special oh gosh, and that thing funny. was amazing. Yeah. yeah, Student City. I started working with them uh, 2016. 
and it was for the Bahamas. So you're there the first day the students get there, mm-hmm. and then what are you there four or five days, and then yeah, with a bunch like of schools, that. and then yeah. other schools come in. So from let's just say it's March first, we're there until the twenty fourth, twenty fifth, when the last bus leaves. Mm-hmm. So we're there literally DJing every single day. You know, the day party and then yeah, the night party, yeah. wherever it could be at. Right. Um, we would do both. I don't know who – I think it was just local guys as the DJs. Yeah, were, it would be like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So they stopped – I mean, I guess budget-wise, COVID really messed everything up. That's why I don't even work for the – I don't even do the Bahamas anymore. Right. They're yeah. not, like, really paying DJs to come out there to work. Um, yeah, they probably lost so much money towards yeah, when everything yeah, shut down. Yeah, yeah. But – um. Yeah, I was doing that every single year. And the first five days are a lot of fun. And then you're like, holy shit, I have like 20 more days of this. <laughs> there's no breaks. Uh, there's parties every single day. It never stops. Yeah, it's a marathon. Yeah, Definitely. it's a lot. But, oh, my goodness, I would never I, – I miss it. Yeah, no, I bet. Especially just being in that weather and mm-hmm. that vibe. Even, like, I was – when I was in Fort Lauderdale last month, it was – I was like, wow, like, I love this music. Mm-hmm. Like, I would play this music if I could in Philly all yeah. the time. It's, you know, it's different vibes, different crowds. I'm always connecting with a DJ out there. There's, there's a resident out there that plays at Bond okay. and Aura. Mm-hmm. His name's Ignite. I'm like, yo, send me all your shit that you're playing out <laughs> here. <laughs> you know, because they, they, they have different stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. And I listen to it. I'm like, I can't play this in Philly. <laughs> this would be weird. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Well, honestly, a lot of, like, your, like, bootlegs and remixes, I, I have, like, some of them. Mm-hmm. And I got them from DJ Cappy when I was helping him out oh, at okay. weddings. Yeah. Uh and that was before I even like like really like knew you or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I would have in my surrounding like DJ Nine remix. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this guy must be like some like famous producer or something. I, I had no idea. And then nope. and then I met you at like Ubon <laughs> or something like that. I think I was like, oh shit, that's like, I put the pieces together. Yeah. I was like, I play his uh, fucking remixes mm-hmm. all the time. But they're they're like really there's like a sing along and it goes into like a hard EDM shit and I love that. Yeah, shit. I have a problem with that. So much fun. <laughs> know, it's, it's great. Keep keep doing it. It's awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like though. Like you yeah. like the other night like. Especially when I'm working and you're playing, I'm like... Nice. Hell yeah. It, like, makes my night a lot better. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, sa- people are getting on my nerves. Sa- <laughs> Saturday was kind of weird. It was like that It was like that Thanksgiving Eve crowd where it's mm-hmm. like, we don't care too much about Thanksgiving the next day. <laughs> like, we're still staying yeah. in Philly. Um, like, all the... It was just like... It, the, the, the What am I trying to say? It was just like the regular people that you would see out at Wicked Wolf on, like, a Friday or Saturday mm-hmm. just wasn't there. It was like a completely different crowd. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm like, that's right, Easter's tomorrow. Like, people really... Care. Yeah, those girls bothering me for a bunch of requests. Oh my gosh, yeah, (laughs) and that was early on too. They literally came in and Jamie told me they asked Mm. for like ten right away. Yeah. Oh my god. I didn't even even put my bag down yet. How are you usually like with requests? You like them or? Yeah, I like to know what everyone's listening. Yeah. What they want to listen to, and then I'll just gauge it based off of what they ask me for. You know. Yeah. If it's something completely outlandish, I'm gonna tell them. I'm like, look. (laughs) (laughs) Like you know, this is a weird request, right? (laughs) Like this isn't gonna work. And a lot of people don't understand. Like we have to download all our music beforehand and yeah. unless you have wi-fi then you could like stream no one, shit but i never do that no but, one's like, thinking about that stuff and yeah I, i'm like i'm like listen i don't have it i'm sorry and yeah and it, it, it flip out sometimes how yeah. do you have it you need your, my hotspot i'm like no there was a <laughs> there was a weird moment that night too actually where this um this guy came up to me he was from the, he told me he was from new york he's like look man he's like they tell you what to play here and that's just a tall tale sign that he doesn't like what i'm playing <laughs> yeah yeah and I was like, no. I was like, I could pretty much, you know, create the environment. He goes, oh, okay. And I'm playing like ABBA, Gimme Gimme right now. I'm like, this no, dude. That, I, that. I <laughs> distinctly remember you playing Gimme yeah. Gimme. I was going down the steps. I was like, yeah, it's the best. <laughs> so he was like, uh, so I'm, I was pretty much like, what do you want to hear, dude? He's like, yo, man, if you play A Boogie with the hoodie right now, everyone's going to go nuts. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm sure some will. Sure. You know, uh, but I'm looking around. I'm like, 
Abba's working out right now. Could you imagine if I just dropped a boogie? Oh, right my right God. Kill it. Yeah. Yes. yeah kill the vibe. I was just like, yeah, I'll make it work. And then luckily he kind of went away. But <laughs> The worst is when they come back up to you like three more times. Yeah. Hey, I didn't hear you. Well, that's when you got to be honest. That's because yeah. I don't want them coming back again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not going to go and tell you, yeah, I'll play. And then I don't play it because mm-hmm. then I don't want them coming back. I like to avoid that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. At like when I'm DJing Pace and Blossom, some of my friends know I hate the phones. I hate like when people throw the phones in the face with the songs. Yeah. So they'll uh, they'll put up like you're doing great or something. I like look at it and be like, wow, what does this person want? And I'm like, ah. Oh. oh right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of like messing with me. Yeah, the <laughs> resting bitch face, and then <laughs> yeah, now you're yeah. the asshole for uh, exactly <laughs> giving him a dirty look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So with those bootlegs and like remixes, did you start doing that like when you first started DJing? Like, how did you start? Yeah. Um. It was just mainly I was doing them live. I'd like, like what was like the EDM period, like 2013 or something. Where like you play a I play a top forty song or something, but I wanted to I wanted it to go into something that I didn't have like the yeah. actual track for. Mm-hmm. So I was doing them live and I'm like, this is a lot of work. Well I just go home and just make it and so I just can just knock it out of the park and just one on right. one deck, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I just kept doing that and then I mean obviously like the Crook and Clan sites and all the music subscription sites where you can get all the bootlegs and stuff. I was like, Let me like make my own like little bootleg packs like everyone else is doing. So um, but I make sure I play them out first to see if it works. Mm-hmm. I don't just make them and be like, Test well, it, yeah. yeah, hopefully you guys like it. Hopefully it works. I think they work for me. That's why I make them. Then I'm like, oh, I'll just give them out to people now. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. And I know you started DJing for the Q102, right? Like pretty early on. Yeah, I started with Wired 96.5. Okay. 2014, 13. Um, then they got bought out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, CBS Radio bought them out. And CBS Radio is like super corporate. And yeah, they were like, they oh, we don't like DJs. Mm-hmm. You guys are gone. So, unfortunately, we got pretty much fired. Um, and then Q102 came around. Um, so, Buster from Q102 worked at Wired 96.5. And okay. there's a reason why I was there. And then when we all pretty much got fired, Buster went away to do radio somewhere else. I think he was down in Florida. He might have popped around a few different places. But he called me 2000, Christ, I don't know, um, 19, maybe 2018 or 19. And whenever Buster calls me, I'm like, ooh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? Sounds and he's good. like, he's like, ready to get the gang back together? I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm moving back to Philly. He's like, I'm going to run Q102. I was like, holy shit. Wow, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So then he just got the gang back together. You know? I was doing Saturdays at 9 o'clock. I always dub it 9 at 9. Shameless. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it works. It works. <laughs> but um, no, I stopped. I actually stopped doing it recently. It just It became too much of my traveling schedule and stuff. But uh, I do sense. Thursdays. Yeah. I do a throwback Thursday. At like five thirty, like during a traffic hour, um, so I I'll do it like a day or two beforehand and then submit it um, to them. I don't go into the station to do it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, yeah. And then they just load it up, and that's it, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Like the first time you like heard yourself on the radio, you're like, oh, it was so sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Like um, like leaving a gig because I think the Saturdays, like the wired days when I first started, um, I think the mixes started at ten o'clock, and mm-hmm. then you. One DJ plays from 10 to 11. The other plays from 11 to 12. And I think the last one is from, like, 1 to 2 a.m. Okay. So there was times you'd leave, like, a gig or something and turn on the radio, and you're just listening to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. That's yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It's probably, like... You hear all your flaws live on the radio. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, because, like, I will... Uh, if I'm out at a club not DJing, I, I can't help it. I'm just, like, listening to, like, the transitions and the oh, mixes. Of course. And I'm just paying attention to all that. And I'm always like, I have my phone out and like writing notes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like transition this into this at this yeah. time. My friends are like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I'm right. like, "Yeah." Yeah, you get to a point as a DJ where you stop even listening to lyrics. 
you're like, oh, will this song work in the club? You don't even care what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because um, at one of the one of the Phillies game, uh, there's certain events that happen after the game, like where you kind of have to stay and DJ a little bit longer. And like one of them was uh, kids like run the bases when the game's over. Mm-hmm. They have like a whole bunch of kids just come out, just constantly run around the bases. So I had to DJ for that, and I'm playing. I'm playing like obviously like fun stuff for the kids or whatever, but like I played Blurred Lines. Yeah. And the producer <laughs> was like, Eddie, can you change this, please? <laughs> and I'm like, why? He's like, this song is like kind of subjective. And I'm like, I guess you're right. A little bit. <laughs> you know? I'm thinking it's just like, you know, upbeat. Yeah, it's not yeah, like, yeah. You know, but like it is a pretty, I guess, whatever, the lyrics and stuff. He got, like, he got a lot of heat for that music video, if you remember. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that song kind of gets on my nerves. <laughs> I actually, and in general, I think just gets on my nerves. I actually I saw a thing like the other day, or my, my friend showed me maybe. But they're like, "This Blurred Lines like one of the worst songs <laughs> ever." No, <laughs> I was like, I like it. It's like it is like a cool. But it was like anything. It's like anything else. When it's super popular, it just gets completely overplayed. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's like it. bad music. I think like him as a person just bothers. Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. yeah, a little more on the personal <laughs> side. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't know Fair. why. Like, ever since I was younger yeah. and he came out, I was like, just dude, just give me the ick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, funny. Cause like, I feel like in this in this world now, kind of have to pay attention, like keep up with the artist and like mm-hmm. what's going on with like Kanye. Like sure. I remember, you know, I played Kanye at the club one time when everything was going on, and some girl came up to me. She's like, "Are you actually playing oh, him right now?" And gave I was you like, "Shit for it, really." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, "It's a good song." <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Like, sorry. Who just asked me? I, d- I was on Direct Music Service podcast, and they were like, "Yep." I was like, "Yeah, I play. I still play like Paris, Jay Z, like you know, one of those like yeah. older but still hype songs." Right. I'm like, yeah, I still play that. Like, you doing the Kanye verse? And I'm like, "Yeah." Have but I'm also thinking, I'm like, oh, I can see where it's, you know, right, hit, hit or yeah. miss now these days. But no, I mean, it makes it, yeah, the, the guy's out of his mind. I mean, he just says, right. you know, But whatever. it's one of those things where it's like, you're still playing Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, it's, where do we, exactly. play, but we're not playing R. Kelly. It's like, where do we draw the line? Yeah. You know, it's a very mm-hmm. gray area. But that is definitely something, like, I, I kind of took note in, like, just to, to keep up on this now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, what are these guys doing and saying on social media? And now, when did, when you started, was there social media when you started DJing? <laughs> That's a disrespectful <laughs> question, but it's, it's a real question. No, I know you've been around for a Yo. while. I know you've been around no, for a no, while. No, I'm, I'm messing with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. He just, he's gonna leave. <laughs> I fucked up. Make that a real dude. It's the end of the episode. Yes. There's a reason why I asked. There's a reason why I asked. That was funny. MySpace. MySpace. Okay. Well, what I wanted to ask was, because social media obviously wasn't as big. Yeah. Were you still using it to like promote everything? Like. Yeah. Um, wasn't so much. Facebook was the Facebook when I first got it. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, You had to be in college. Mm -hmm. Um, but MySpace was huge because. I was using them. You know how you could. Oh God, do you remember MySpace or not? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to ask. For like that weird face, like. Yeah. Where <laughs> it was super cool because you could like add your own song as like your page. I remember that. So yeah. like I would use yeah. my mashups, you know, like the the, the blends mm-hmm. that I would make and stuff. Um, it was more. I, I think SoundCloud wasn't really <laughs> SoundCloud wasn't out yet. Okay. Um, it was more. How the hell did I get around then? It was just MySpace, really. I don't remember really using it as like a networking tool. Um, it was more like you got to show up, right. you know, you got to be face to face, which still sticks, obviously. Mm-hmm. But no, it was only it was only MySpace, and then when Instagram, obviously, when when did Instagram come around? Two thousand nine, eight, yeah, something like that. that. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't remember. Somebody knows. Um, that's when it just all hell broke loose. You know? right. That's when you can use it the best you can. 
Yeah, because I remember but. growing up, I feel like I would see like actual flyers, like like printed mm. flyers, like on you know like poles and shit, like yeah, like you know uh, promoting gigs. Yeah, I well, never on the radio. Like I remember listening to it. Like I yeah, grew up radio like, listening too. to the yeah. radio. Yeah. Like when you said ninety six point five got bought out, I was like thinking about when I was younger listening yeah. to them. I remember like DJ like at like late night. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah, that was, yeah, we used to crush it then. The ratings were like so good. Everybody wants consistent music. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to hear songs consistently without or fucking without commercials in between. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that always, you always win with that stuff. But how long are the mixes usually? An hour. An hour. Yeah. Okay. There are two like twenty-three minutes, two twenty-four minute segments, and then in between they cut to commercial. Gotcha. Then they come back to our next mix. Was Philly like always the plan for you to like move to Philly, or did you kind of want to? No, I just wanted to go where all the the hot spots were. Right. You know, yeah. like I just I wanted to be in the clubs. I was so ready for it. I wanted to do it. Rutgers was a great platform for me to like really try. And if you ever been to that university, the frats are like fucking giant nightclubs. Yeah, no, they I fit five hundred yeah. people. You know, they mm-hmm. have the DJ booth, they have the lights, they have the smoke. You know, it's all yeah, that yeah. all that nightclub stuff put into a frat house. So I, I had like really good practice. Yeah, the D one schools like look crazy. I yeah. I went to Rowan, so we're D three, mm-hmm. and they're growing like rapidly, like right now. Yeah. And but we were kind of just you know small, like little frat house, mm-hmm. and we had the lights and everything like that, and tried our best. But sure. some of these D one schools, they look they actually look like nightclubs, yeah, like that, bigger, yeah, like bigger than nightclubs in Philly too. Like it's like Rutgers had shit. a Rutgers had a street, pretty much called, it was called Frat Row, mm-hmm. and it's just it's the biggest houses. In central, almost central Jersey, like right. they're, they're mansions. Yeah, you yeah. know, like you you walk in the front of it, you're like, holy shit! You know? <laughs> Got the pillars out front. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You, if you can imagine like a 1980s movie, the frat house, you know what it would, would house, essentially yeah. look like. Yeah, exactly. Did you kind of um, were you traveling around like DJing a lot before Paulie? Like, yeah, yeah. I ca- caught a couple flights, but it was mas- it was mainly like tri-state stuff. Yeah, hitting the hitting down the shore in the summertime. You know, the typical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out the center stage because uh, I would be at, I was at Bally's Beach Bar for like twelve years mm-hmm. doing that every Saturday doing a nut gig on Saturday nights. I'm down in Sea Isle, you know, in the summertime. The right. o, the OD, love that place. So much fun. Have you ever been? I've been once, but it was a Sunday for my. Oh no, shower happy hour. Oh yeah. So I've I never do been. need to go like on an actual weekend. It's so much fun. Like it was still fun on Sunday, but like I need yeah. like Saturday. No Friday. shower happy hour. Yeah, I've never really experienced the down the shore spots too much because as soon as I turned twenty one I started DJing like in Philly and the bars mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. And then like summer came around, more shit in Philly opened up obviously because everybody goes down to shore. Yeah. So my friends yeah. are all like, Oh, we're going down to shore. I'm like, oh, I got a gig, sorry. Right. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. But that's kinda, you know, know, like the sacrifice you make. But it, I think sure it's totally is. worth it. Sure obviously. Is. Yeah, it was just uh um it was just like a lot of Philly stuff, a lot of Jersey stuff and then you, you you build up networking, you connect with people, and then I was taking a couple flights, going down like to Florida, mm-hmm. Chicago. Um, I love Chicago. The summertime is dope out it there. It looks cool. Yeah. Chicago's nice. Yeah. Um, That's pretty much it. And then obviously with Paul, it was like full bloom. Like f- I'm flying every weekend. Yeah. Um, And I he's the reason why I get to see every dope nightclub in the country, you know. How is that like traveling around? 20- obviously – it's great and cool, but is it mentally tolling, physically tolling? Saying it's great and cool is, obvi- is is true, but I always say this. it's Us as DJs, we want to be in the best nightclubs. We want to play for the most amount of people. Mm-hmm. It's like the dream, right? When 
you're in the best nightclubs and stuff, and you go you go and say, yeah, I'm playing in, um, we're going to Salt Lake City, Utah, we're going to San Diego, we're going to San Francisco, we're going to Vegas, and then I'll be home. That sounds awesome on paper. <laughs> but you have to physically get to these places yeah, and go right. and do it and then go to the next place and get up and go to the next place. It's a lot. And you think of, like, imagine, like, Drake or Justin Bieber or any people like people that go on, like, tours, yeah. like these six-month tours. Like, it's so fucking grueling. <laughs> it's so nuts. It's like that's your life during that period of time. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing every single day. And it's a lot. But it's awesome at the same time. You wouldn't sh- trade it in for anything else. Yeah. But it yeah. is aggressive. Yeah, and you get like yeah. time to like look around each place. People ask me just, that. Like, bounce? It's it's funny, and with that, you think, oh, it's so awesome! Like you're going to be in San Diego, but it's like, yeah, we get in at five p.m. Sound checks at eight o'clock. After sound check, you haven't eaten yet because you had a five hour flight. You didn't really eat on the plane, so you have to get dinner. And at that point, it's already nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. Polly goes on at twelve. Shit, don't have much time to really do any of that, mm-hmm. and then do the show get back into the hotel at 2.30 in the morning, and you're getting picked up at 5 a.m. to go to the airport. Where'd your day just go? <laughs> it's like Jesus. a lot of days are like that. And it's just like repeat. Right? And it like repeats. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot. Of, there's been so many times where we go right from – how do I put this? You go right from the airport, let's say in Vegas. You go fly to, let's say again, San Diego. Mm-hmm. You're there 2 p.m., and then you're like, well, what I just, what kind of what I just said, the, the whole ru- the whole rundown. It's like you only seen the hotel to the airport to the club to the hotel to the airport. You didn't you didn't see anything. You you just there's certain days where you can maybe pop around, but then you're also like by yourself. You know, it's like yeah, you're not right. with your friends, you're not with your homies. Mm. You know, and Paulie and our tour manager, they've done it for so long. They've been touring like this since 2011. So it's just like another night for them. You yeah, know, they don't right. really need. There's no sightseeing to go. You know, they've seen it all. You mm-hmm. know. So, not much of that. It must be nice if you had, like, a like friend in town or something then, right? That you happens sometimes, yeah. you know. It, it actually happens more often than not, than not when somebody will tell me, like, yo, I'm in Vegas for the weekend. Like, oh, that's awesome. I haven't seen you in a while. Like, yeah. come to the show. Come hang out, you know. Um, Ray, my fiance, she can come out to – she comes out to all the warm climates. <laughs> I would, too. I don't yeah, blame her. <laughs> like, she's not going to come to Grand Rapids, Michigan with me, you know, but yeah, she'll come yeah, to, yeah. you know, Miami or something. <laughs> Where did you meet Ray at in Philly? I met her. Um, yeah, it was technically Philly, I guess. Um, we met. We met at Xfinity, actually. Huh. Yeah, but we were just friends at first, and then um, she started flirting with me. <laughs> Who knew good things actually come out of Xfinity? Yeah, right. <laughs> Who knew you could get a relationship from Xfinity Live? That's so cute, though. Yeah, um, we we hung out like maybe once, once or twice. Make a long story short, once we hung out, I just. Uh, I think we hung out at like her place or something, and then I never left. <laughs> I never did. Right. I moved yeah. right in. Yeah. I moved in. That's yeah. nice. That was so like natural, though. Yeah, it was. It yeah, really that was. is awesome. And she seems like oh, she's awesome. on board and supportive. Yeah, yeah, it's that's one thing with DJing is just being away from home, especially how busy I've gotten mm-hmm. while no since knowing Ray. I've been with her for seven years. Okay, it's I've gotten busier and busier. It's like trying to find the balance of you know, right, not being home, but like. And then coming home and being a good fiance, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, stuff is yeah. tough. It's very tough. Yeah, I bet. Like if you go home, you kind of just want to shut down sometimes yeah. and like not even talk to anybody. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. Like she's the person that you want if you're a DJ. You know, she's this. She's super supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I always, you know, hear that like in nightlife, and ever since I started, like it's really hard to maintain a relationship. And uh, we're pains. We're paying the asses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I, know? 
we have to be super selfish because if we don't DJ, then we're not getting paid. Mm -hmm. So the more you DJ, the more you get paid, you know? So you have to constantly be busy in order right. to make a living. And with that, it's all the night, the nightlife stuff and then all the bullshit that comes with nightlife stuff. Yeah. And it, it takes somebody like Ray to really be on your side. And it's, I lucked out. <laughs> it takes a lot of patience yeah. as a girl, too. Yeah. I mean, she'd tell you. Have her on. <laughs> <laughs> She'll let her unleash, you know? She deals with a lot of, you know, crap. You mm -hmm. know, she handles it really well. Yeah. Any any girl that I've, like, even started remotely talking to, like, the past few years, like, oh, you're a DJ. <laughs> like, DJs have, have, like, a bad I rep, I feel like. someone tell me recently, they can't, well, like, it wasn't even like that, but they were like, I can't wave up a girl that works in the industry. I was like. Well, that's what I say. First of all, I've said bitch, that. I'm trying to make money. <laughs> I've said that, but that's only because I'm in it too, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to. Like, I wouldn't want to yeah. be with somebody in the industry either, because you're like you're colliding, you're seeing the same yeah, people, and then the, you see people. The only way people feel like it works, them. yeah, I agree. And the only way people feel like it works out is just because of the same schedule. You know, yeah. that's why yeah. nightlife people would work out. Like we both work in Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So okay, I guess this would work out. You know, but right. it's very could be very toxic as well. You gotta hand. You have to handle it well. You have to handle nightlife well with the drinking stuff and the mm -hmm. partying stuff and every everything is so social with people hanging around you that are drinking. It's like you just gotta know how to balance it, and that's how it works out. Yeah, you gotta know how to handle it. You were saying earlier, like when you're on tour with Paulie, um, he doesn't drink anymore, right? Uh, no, he hasn't. Uh, no, he uh, he hasn't around me or anything. Yeah. Like, no. So until mm -hmm. like at the gigs, like you know, you're not drinking too much. I'm sure nah. that helps a ton in terms you of can't. the you traveling just, and you know you, all yeah, that stuff. You yeah. I mean you just can't. It's when you're when you're going from city to city to city, it's like mm -hmm. you know, I was I was just explaining. It's like when you do the show, we know that we have to get up and we knew, we know we have to get back to the airport in four and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. And like the yeah. show didn't even start yet. You know what I mean? So thinking like that, it's like why am I gonna drink? For what? And I like to I'm a social drinker. So mm -hmm. it's like if we're all hanging out in a place or something, yeah, something. I'll do a shot or two with you right. guys. You know what I mean? But like when you're by yourself, it's like I'm not just gonna sip a drink. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to be a social thing with people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, it's it's only we only travel in a three piece. It's me, Paulie, and his tour manager. Okay. So there's no real like entourage of like us like yeah. cool man. We're gonna be in San Francisco. <laughs> Let's drink tonight. You know, it's like, right. it's not like I'm that. sure he had that in like the beginning of his career, like more so. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. How do people like react when you're like walking around with him and like? Uh, like yeah, he's, I mean, he's super celeb, you know, yeah. and he's always had a good rapport. So everyone, like, everyone loves him, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, it's a lot. Um, in the airports and stuff, you know, 5 a.m., we're eating our breakfast oh. and people want a photo, you know? It's like, just, I can understand the, the, the shock value of being in t Dallas, Texas airport at mm -hmm. 5 a.m. trying to go back home wherever you're going and seeing Paulie next to you at the, you know, sitting at the gate. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could yeah. see where people are like, oh, my God, like, I want to take this photo with them. When's the next time I'm going to be able to see him? But there's also a respect factor. It's like, yeah, we haven't slept yet. Right. You know, yeah. like, we're eating our like breakfast. Like, you're still people at the end of the day. Like, sure. Give it a break, like. Leave him alone. Yeah. But I he's nice. He's nice with that stuff. You know, he yeah, yeah. he never says no. Yeah, I actually had that, like, fan moment. Um at my graduation, Jay Cole was actually at oh, my dope. graduation. And oh, yeah. He, uh, was he a speaker or something? He came for <laughs> a fan, actually. A fan, like, when she was applying to college or something. Or he made, like, a deal with her. If you graduate, I'll come to your graduation. Something no like way. that. Oh, yeah. that's super I cool. I heard about that. Yeah, you probably did. It was, like, all over Twitter. But, um, oh, that's super cool. Yeah, I'm sitting down, and, like, uh, like the guy's, like, talking, whoever was talking. And, like, I look over. I'm like, is that Jay Cole? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, I love Jay Cole. He's, I, yeah. I think he's one of the, like, current... Best oh, for sure. rappers, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Because he actually like spits. He's yeah, you know, a yeah. lyricist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of rap I that I enjoy. Nice. But um Hell yeah. Yeah, I was like, do I like go get a picture of this guy? <laughs> and I, I didn't want to bother him, so I didn't do it. And like surprisingly, like nobody like really did at all. I was expecting wow. like some sure. you know, some of the college kids to run up to him. Right. But yeah, that was really cool seeing him. And I yeah, I was thinking that in my head. I'm like, this guy doesn't want to be yeah, this, right the, now. Being around a, like a certain a celebrity it, it's it is different it is like a really big culture shock mm-hmm. it's like you do see it from his perspective you know all the time and it's like you, you need to just like be away from the public because the public always wants to be around right. you it's like yeah. could you imagine that like just feeling almost like suffocating all the time it's like everyone knows you're in the room that. right now yeah. you know we go to yeah. dinner and we go to sit down i mean we have to go to the front door we have to go through tables to get to our table mm-hmm. you know and then once you sit down, you just like you look around. You're like, everyone noticed you sitting here right now. You feel the energy. I mean, him, him, he probably blocks it out. He's used to it. But you know, I feel it. I'm you're like, trying to enjoy your meal, and you feel yeah, eyeballs like yeah, on you. Yeah. Does he does he like uh, wear a hat or hood a lot? Like when he's walking. Around? I know his hair. You ever seen his hair? He can't. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does he put in that? Everything. A lot of hairspray, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, um. Certain situations, you know, when we're in the airport, we'll have, we'll have the hat on. I, I do miss the mask days because it really covered up a yeah, lot. Yeah, that probably helped <laughs> people, a lot. People still notice them. It's probably a lot more pressure on kid celebrities when they're starring out. Like Justin Bieber. Like he, oh, my goodness. Well, he yeah. was 13, 14. Yeah. yeah. And he you know, he had a lot of bad experiences, like paparazzi and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, you yeah. think about it. And you, I can you know, never How can you blame them? Paparazzi. I, I don't know how people do it. I'd literally fucking smack this shit. I don't blame them. these people that go nuts sometimes, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, when they lash out like that. Fucking tired of it. Yeah, there's one video of Kanye. The guy was, like, like filming him in his garage. And he's, right. He's, I forget what he said exactly. But he's like, dude, get out of here. Hey, good morning, Kanye. Shut the fuck up. It's crazy. Can they bring up your kids and stuff? Like, what's yeah, it like? Yeah, like your personal life. It's, it's crazy how paparazzi yeah. is just legal. I know, you know right? It's like, literally like stalking. It's literally, it you're is. getting paid to, like, basically bully and harass uh-huh. people. Uh-huh. It is a weird dynamic that really hasn't, like, crossed over to it being, like, just politically incorrect or right. something like that. Yeah, which is honestly surprising. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's one of those things, too, where you can't feel bad for them because, like, they kind of built this, like, crazy yeah, life that, for themselves. Yeah, that too. But, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you build... You make a career off of having a fan base, and then the fan base is going to be around you. They yeah. want to be near you. Yeah, you know? <laughs> uh, I I do get that. Do you have um, people come up to you ever and it's been kind of s- recognize you? Like? Yeah, it's been slowly like happening. The more like consistently you're in like these different cities with Folly and stuff. Yeah. Like, um, more. I think the when it happens the most is when I leave Soundcheck. Every venue that we go to, whether we're there the first time or like the thousandth time, I have to go to Soundcheck. Before the club opens, nine times out of ten, when we when I leave Soundcheck, people are already waiting in line to get into the club because the club. Oh, I always get yeah. into the club for Soundcheck like an hour before the club opens. Right. So the line's already starting to kind of form outside. And what's your like specific role like with Paulie? So I'm I'm pretty much I'm pretty much his like tour tech. Okay. What that means is um, Paulie doesn't have to worry about going into the club to make sure all the equipment's working fine. Mm-hmm. I, that's my job. I go in there, I test everything. We have what's called a rider, a tech rider, mm-hmm. where when we go to each club, we require certain equipment. So for, and you're a DJ, you know, um, you'll learn. <laughs> I'm learning. It's for a minute. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. go. Yeah, see, you're already good. You're good. Start mixing. <laughs> uh, he uses uh, CDJ 3000s. Okay. Um, and like a Pioneer uh, Nexus 2 900. So the club has to have that when we go. So my job is to go into the club, make sure they have all that stuff. I'm talking to every nightclub a week before mm-hmm. we get there to make sure the stuff's even going to be there. Yeah. So I got to do that stuff. 
And then I just I test the CDJs, make sure the everything's working right. Um, I'll play a couple songs, test the microphone, make sure the batteries are fully charged. So you ever do like mini stuff. sets before he goes on? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. So with that, to go back when I leave Soundcheck and people are waiting in line, I'll hear like, "Oh my God, Nine, what's up, man? What's oh, up? Can I take it?" Yeah. You know, it's always bros. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I go back to the club. If Paulie goes on at like twelve thirty or something and plays till two, I'll walk into the club at like eleven forty-five. Um, I'll I'll probably play like fifteen minutes. It's most it's mainly to kind of you know transition from the opening DJ that's already been there, mm -hmm. get his stuff out of the way, um, set Paulie's laptop up. I always say when I open up Paulie's laptop and the laptop skin has his name on it, the fucking place goes nuts. Yeah. You know they're yeah. ready to see him. They've been there for the longest time waiting. You know, so I'll play ten minutes to make sure. I'll go back and forth with the decks, mm -hmm. playing like four or five songs, make sure everything's good, and then twelve thirty, he's right behind me, ready to go. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. So you like announce his name and. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah. I um I say a couple things um, before Paulie comes out just to make sure the mic is loud enough. Mm -hmm. You know, right, it's kind of right. like my tester. Um, yeah, I'll I you know I'm always hyping everybody up. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And then uh, yeah, then I announce them. We do the we have like an intro and stuff. So have you ever had a really shitty? experience with problems mm -hmm. with the technology or yeah. equipment yeah um there are certain situations where flight troubles if there's like delays and like so normally we fly early to get to the next city on time just yeah. in case there's any delays one of the times we were delayed so much that or so late we couldn't do sound check so we literally got to the hotel i think we were in vancouver and it was a uh, breast cancer event i think okay um that paulie was doing and we got, I got, I had to go right from the airport to the hotel, right to the nightclub. And I think it was like, I think he had to be on in like 15 minutes once I got there. And I get there and his rider is not there at all. Like it's this completely oh different God. setup. And I'm like, and like I said, we always have these conversations with the clubs. I always have a conversation with them days before to make sure everything's going to be there. And it wasn't. So I said to the opening DJ while he's playing, he was playing on one CDJ and an S9. Sure, fine, but that's not what he uses, mm -hmm. you know? And I said to him, I was like, you know, was this stuff here when you got here for a sound check? He's like, yeah. Or no, he's like, no, it wasn't. I was like, well, so what happened to the mixer? He goes, oh, I just swapped it out. He's like, there's an extra USB port, just <laughs> oh plug into God. that. I'm like, you don't know how this works. <laughs> like, that, I got mad. That's, yeah, yeah, that's kind of ignorant, I feel. Yeah, like I'm, like. I'm usually pretty, I'm, you know, Paul, yeah. Paulie's very, you know, posit positive person. You, you know, we don't ever get angry at anybody. Right, you right. know, we're always, like, super nice to people. But I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, you know what? We we had all day of travel. I was like, now I walk into this mess. I was I was angry. But so I had him literally stop the music in front of everyone and switch everything out. Were people like screaming shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. walked away. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna be front and center while you do this. Oh, you made him. You made him yeah. switch it out. Oh, yeah. yeah. They had to. They have to. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. And now you're cutting into our set time too, because it's gonna take ten minutes. Mm -hmm. You know. So it was a little awkward moment, but yeah, those things happen. Um. Some certain CDJs aren't there, you know, or the mixer is kind of like broke. Like these are things that happen at Soundcheck that I check on, and then once I get there at night, it's a little bit different than you know. What's the point of me doing Soundcheck if things are going to be different when I get there? Yeah, and that's my job to kind of make sure that doesn't happen, you know. So Angry yeah. Nine comes out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I just kind of like I just like past six months started really using CDJs like a lot. Mm -hmm. Pace has them, and sure. I've been DJing there a lot, and. Yeah. I feel like Pace's, there's not many places in Philly that have, you know, openers and then the headliner. It never used to be a thing. It's, yeah. it's 
if you play ten to two, they book one DJ. Yeah, you that's play, what usually was. You play yeah. fucking ten to two. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, the power of DJs booking openers and stuff. It's, I think I always thought it was strange. I never did it growing up because. You get paid one flat rate to play 10 to 2, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like paying anybody else to DJ. <laughs> yeah. I kind of yeah. want all the money. <laughs> but if DJs want to come in and, you know, work for free because they want to step up their, like, networking, you know. Right, yeah. Um, that's fine. Which I've learned is yeah. one of the biggest things to do in this industry. It's just network, constant done. networking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, I still do it, you know. Um, but with the opening stuff, it's uh, – I, I always get anxious with that. That's why I never did it. When it's my own night and I'm on the flyer and I have – Somebody coming in that said, oh, nine, I'll open up for you for like an hour and a half. You don't have to pay me anything. You know, I really want to get my name out there. And I'm like, eh. I'm like, all right. I'm a little nervous about that stuff. Yeah, because if it's a packed crowd right away. and Exactly. And, you know, maybe somebody higher up doesn't know that he's going to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, nine, where the hell you at? Like, why is this guy playing? I like doing my own nights. I like doing the full night. I am too. And I like learning to DJ like in Philly and starting out here. It's, um... You kind of like have like your opening set for yourself already, and yeah, you know, what's, like what you want to play and get out the way at first. Yeah, I like setting myself up. For, I like opening up for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been obviously a million times where I was like the headliner somewhere, and it actually just happened recently. I played Noto when I came home. Uh, it was a Saturday night. I was like, "This is going to be fucking awesome." You know, um, my set was twelve thirty to two a.m., and I'm used to playing ten to two in Philly. Yeah, you know, yep. like being at Wicked Wolf or whatever. And it was like 11.45, and I'm like home. And I'm like, I just want to, like, this is weird. It being <laughs> almost midnight, I'm yeah. not even out of my house yet, and I'm playing in Philly. It was super strange to me. So he takes me into the green room. I'm listening to the DJ, and it's like 11. It's like probably midnight now. I'm like, I just want to start. I just want to play two hours. Like, right. I'm used to playing four. I want to, you know. So I go out there, and the guy that kind of like you is you're like your t- talent lead, he's like, dude, just let the DJ play till 12.30. I'm like, damn. So I'm just like sitting there. And then, like I said, like when I start at 1230, I just don't want to go right into a little Uzi. I just want to rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of yeah. want to ease shit in. But mm-hmm. at this point, it's already at 1230. How much longer you am I? got to get in. Yeah, I got to fucking dive right in. It's it's super strange. Mm-hmm. Like mentally, I'm just like, I like to ease into it. Crawl before you walk. Right. You know? Yeah, I get like really anxious when um I'm like waiting to, to go on if there's like somebody open it up yeah I'm like, i just wanted to go like, yeah, yeah exactly you should just show it up and, mm-hmm. and you get going for four hours and even yeah. with even with working with paulie it's like it's they're his nights so for me to be in the nightclubs and stuff and like doing like the 15 minutes and stuff making sure everything's good for him yeah sometimes when we're in vegas like especially when we're in vegas the sets aren't until 1 a.m that's when he starts djing wow. so i'm literally up in, upstairs in the hotel room at 12 30 mm-hmm. just still waiting for the night to start you know and then it's three hours back, so I I already, already mentally know that it's three a.m. at home, four a.m. in the morning. Uh, it's super strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, yeah, I didn't even like really factor that in. The, the time changes too. It messes me up, man. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah, when they when bars close here, it's only eleven p.m. over there. You know. Where did Paulie play on New Year's? Where were we? Um, oh, Vegas. Was that Marquee? Completely different than like regular poly gig or um, kind of the no, same? We're there so we're at Marquis so much. Okay. We're there like almost twice a month. Um, so it was maybe just a little bit more crowded. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. But it's like Premier or, you know, any of the nightclubs in the right. city where it's, it can only get so packed. I went out there once and I was there for like two days. I didn't even make it out at nighttime. No, so that's the thing. Like, Yeah, I th- feel like you have to pick one. No, yeah. When you go out in the summertime out there especially, it's it's all about the day partying. You know, okay. it's like the day clubs out there are like top notch. Yeah. 
I went to the oh, I went to the MGM at uh, where was it? Hakkasan. No. Oh no, the oh the, um, uh, the pool party out there. What was which one is that in Hakkasan? Is that wet? It might have been wet. It might have been wet Republic. I think that's MGM. <laughs> I walk in and Martin Garrix is there. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. obliterated. <laughs> so crazy, right? <laughs> my story. It's cool. Not even typing Martin Garrix, right? Don't remember Martin Garrix, but I was there. He was there. Yeah, that's what that's what's cool about being out there. You can literally just go to a day party and like right. Fisher's DJing or like Tiesto. Yeah, that you know? was pretty cool. Like walking around the streets too. Mm-hmm. Like you hear them, and I'm like, wait, this, this so kind of cool. sounds familiar. Yeah, it's all about the day partying. It, like going out at night. It's like if you can make it out at night after day drinking, like cool. But it's not that big of a deal if you miss it, you yeah, know? Yeah, I want to get the tan yeah. out there. Like, well, that's I the thing. The nightclub ahead. stuff you could do at home, yeah. you know? You don't need to go to a Vegas nightclub, right. you know? I mean, you can when you're out there, but it's all about the day partying. You don't you don't see day parties like that around here like you do out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to go to, like, HQ Beach Club to get mm-hmm. something, to, you know, something similar, but, yeah. Do you have a specific city that you like going to the most? Um, I love San Diego. That's why I keep mentioning it. That place when I, when I, I use California. it as I went from yeah. Vegas to California, and that was my first time in both. Oh, really? I didn't stop in San Diego. I was mainly like in the L.A. area. Mm. Just it's just so beautiful out there. Yeah, I think it's the nicest city I've ever been It's in. chill. Mm-hmm. Like, like everybody's vibes. Yeah, like, like yeah. We went to um, Paulie's birthday was uh, <laughs> July. We did a San Diego show, and then we stayed an extra day to celebrate his birthday. So we went... Out of San Diego, like 30-minute drive to La Jolla. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, I heard That's of it. That's where I stayed at. Yeah, where I did go. Real, so you've been. It's yeah. fucking gorgeous mm-hmm. out there. Oh, I was out there gosh. with Ray and obviously Paulie and all. And I'm, just, I'm looking around. I'm like, yeah. I could live here forever. <laughs> and no wonder why he wanted to go there to celebrate his birthday. It's gorgeous right. out there. Yeah. When I came back, I was contemplating my life. I was like, For I'm real. moving out here. I <laughs> I broke up. Every time I travel I somewhere, I'm, I'm like, I got to move out here. It's like <laughs> yeah. another world, right? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. It is. California is amazing. Yeah, I no, I love uh, San Diego. Um, where else do I like? I like going down to Mi- Miami. Is always fun because, I mean, you're out there. It's like a straight party vibe all the time. Mm-hmm. But you know, you go like I said when we get in our rhythms with traveling to and from. It's like sometimes going down there just like another day to kind of get the show yeah, over with and yeah. leave. But Miami is always nice. Do you enjoy playing kind of a more EDM set or Hell open yeah. format EDM? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm always going to love that shit. When EDM really popped off in 2014, it was like, or 13, when it, like, you could really play it in a nightclub. I love that shit. Like, I remember going to, like, hearing, like, Chucky and, like, Layback Luke, Afrojack, like, going to those parties mm-hmm. and hearing them DJ. It's like, the fucking energy level was just crazy. I'm like, I want to do, I want to do that. Yeah. I want yeah. that to happen. And then, like, when hip hop got really popular again in, like, 2015. 15, 16, 17, that, yeah. like the Mobamba era, Migos got really popular. When that became like staple club songs in like open format places where you would hear everything, right. it kind of got really like lax for me and like the energy level was just like off, mm-hmm. you know? When people wanted to hear that stuff, I'm like, this, this is your hype shit that you want to like I know, go nuts yeah. to? I'm like, I feel that. Uh-uh. Yeah. So I kind of always wanted to keep the up-tempo stuff going all the time. Like I never stopped playing Clarity, Titanium, yeah, Levels. Yeah. I they can, can never on. get old. They can never. They're timeless, and I ne- I stopped hearing a lot of DJs play that stuff. You know, you mm-hmm. never heard it in like the Vespers, the Downs. You know, not to like pinpoint places, but like it's true. It was everything was so hip hop driven that no DJs were pushing the older stuff. Still, yeah. everything didn't have to be so current. It's it's okay to take it back a little bit. It's okay to play songs ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, I feel like a lot of my. Sets do revolve around like 2010 sing-alongs. Like, I feel that, like that I, like, that like music like hour is what gets me like the most excited. Like what? the other day when it was nice out, I immediately like was playing like clarity and stuff yeah, because yeah. it just like yeah. makes me like so much happier. And then when you hear it, you just get 
it's it's great that like it, it's great to hear you say that because I think that era is coming back again because dance yeah. music is evolving around again. You know, like yeah. with the John Summits and Fisher with right. the tech stuff. You know, that I always say people always know that music kind of revolves in five years, the five year cycle. Like when was five years ago? It was still the EDM era, kind of right, five six years ago, mm-hmm. and then it became the hip hop era a little bit. Yeah. in the in the bars and clubs. Now it's dance music again. It's every five years. It just changes. It's yeah. crazy, right? I didn't experience the change yet. Like as a yeah, DJ. right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen it a couple times. Because if you would have asked me in two thousand nine how many house songs I had, you would have fucking laughed at me. Right. You know, it was like David Guetta, Love Is Gone, and like Cascada every time we touch. <laughs> that was it. You yeah. know, <laughs> maybe a Bob Sinclair song, but like what the fuck? House music right now is like huge on TikTok and everything. Yeah, huge. yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of TikTok too. It's mm-hmm. it's bringing old songs. It, it brought back Gimme Gimme. It's TikTok. Yep. You know, uh, Dancing Queen. Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't so much TikTok. That's like a fra- that's like a sorority girl. I song. like that. It it's is. Yeah. I typically mm-hmm. listen to like that kind of music in general. Yeah. Now it's like coming to think South of Philly's yeah. old, the oldies yeah. always. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a South Philly thing. I feel like it's a good time to be a DJ right now, especially like in the Philly markets, especially since we're around here. It's all the old stuff. Like I said, it's coming back. Mm-hmm. It's not weird to do a Katy Perry set, Kelly Clarkson set. Right. You know, it's not. Those are all sing-alongs. Everyone's very receptive to it these days. It's good. I played before he cheats, like every Damn. one of my gigs. I just cut the music. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're screaming. I uh-huh. love it. Yeah. It's, and of it's course, if you have like a fun remix of it or something, you know, to yeah. kind of keep yeah, it yeah, upbeat, yeah, yeah. that's also. I feel my veins coming out when I sing that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The girls scream that. Did you so. play that the other night, or was that. No. So. Um, Maybe that was. I was in my week. Taylor Swift bag pretty heavy <laughs> a little bit. Maybe that was last week. I was screaming that song. I'm like a big love story. Yeah, oh, I'm a love big love story, story yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's another one. My brother, Angelo the Kid, has a good remix of that. What else has been really fun? What have I been doing new that's old but, like, resurgence? Bringing it back. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm a big YMCA guy. You heard that oh, on Saturday. I always play I'm that. I'm a big the YMCA guy. The Gin and Sonic guy. remix is yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like the Frank Sinatra remix with um, New oh, York Empire and State Empire of Mind. State. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I used to play that at school a lot because all the, the North Korean kids. They make more like Frank Sinatra remixes. Like yeah. noted. Yeah, DJs, that listen that up. That would really like go off. In my <laughs> Hell yeah! No, it, it's cool to bring the old shit back. It's making DJing fun again for mm-hmm. sure. I was just talking to Sat One about this. You know, he's older than me, so he's seen it, the cycles, decades. You know, right. he's yeah. like, I'm enjoying DJing again because <laughs> he can like bring it back a little bit. And when you when you when you can go back to playing the older stuff, all that shit is embedded in your head. So you like you already know what you're gonna do. It's yeah, like yeah, when yeah, DJs makes sense. Stuff, it's like it's, it really just makes it's so nice to hear you know younger people say that you know younger than me. Well, for I us, think like, I said it on Saturday night. I'm yeah. like, I love that he yeah. said it right now. And we grew awesome. up like on this music. That's a rough, <laughs> rough day. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're playing like 2008, 9, 10 bangers. Like that's like sh- stuff we we heard on the radio. Sure, like, that was like brand new. Yeah. So hearing that now, that now that we're you know 21, 22 going out, it's like oh yeah. shit, I remember this. Like, it's all about the yeah. DJ though. DJ fucking matters, man. I. There could have been a DJ there on Saturday that wasn't doing any of that shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he could have been playing for himself and, like, playing, you know. It, you have to really care about the venue, too. You have to, like, I always do my research. When I place anywhere else, I always, like, try to find the DJ who's there. I'm like, what are you guys playing? I don't want to go in there like an idiot. I'm a people pleaser. I'm not going to go in there and be fucking DJ9. DJ9 is the crowd pleaser. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to go there and try to figure it out before, right. as, I'm, as I'm doing it. You know? Yeah, I, uh, I closed for Matoma. Mm-hmm. In uh, at Lavo in yeah. NYC, oh, dope. that was my best, my favorite gig. Oh, ever. was it? Because it was packed yeah. for him, and 
he is very like EDM y and housey. So I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. But like he oh, yeah. uh, and he was cool too, super cool. He uh he like dabbed me up and he, he said, What's your name? I said DJ Neek. And he got on mm-hmm. the mic, oh give it up for DJ Neek. Oh, and oh yeah. That was that, that was a really cool moment. Lava was fun. I liked it there. You yeah, do, you do there. Yeah, we're there, yeah, we're there yeah. often. Yeah. He does Lavo and Marquee in mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lava's a shit. We were there for Halloween. Oh on really? Halloween night. That shit was crazy. I feel like there's something about EDM music, that kind of music. When you have a big crowd that's all into it, when when that shit drops, it's just Man, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's just, I mean, it's good. I mean, I think there's a time and place to drop, like, a, the real heavy stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, if there's 15 people at Wicked Wolf, I'm not going to be doing, you know, anything too outlandish. When the timing is right, there's, like, no other, I mean, Did it's you good. play What's Up the other night? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite yeah, songs. Yeah. That just, like, clicked in my Four head. Four non-blondes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't mean to gas you up, but I really was enjoying Do you play that? Bring that no, back, I bro. I love that Bring that, that back. Do you have, like, a good remix to it or something? Yeah, yeah. You know what song we're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. yes, yes. I literally What's going on? <laughs> no, no. I love that song. About yeah. to break the vein of my neck. You know the guys, you know my uh, my boys, Olive Oil from North Jersey? Uh, yeah, yeah. I use their remix. Okay, yeah. got you. Yeah, theirs is good. Um, there might be a few out there, but, you know, I use theirs. I, I'll send it to you. Yeah, that song's great. I wish um, there was more music like that coming yeah. back to you, like... There I don't think anyone that. in Philadelphia is playing that song with yeah, me. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not. I think that I'm makes the only me idiot. so happy. I like it's a good song idiot. though. Yeah. Even like yeah, the '80s, '90s, like rock. Mm-hmm. That stuff's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I dude, I bust person. out. Yeah. I play "Pour Some Sugar on Me," bro. Like yeah. oh, I play, yeah. you know, "Living on a Prayer." Oldies. Yeah, I, I, I played that Saturday. I have your uh, bootleg of uh-huh. that. Into the hum. That yeah, that always <laughs> yeah. that always hits. Always. Yeah, yeah. I'm always I'm always drop. I played I think ACDC. Shook me all night long. I had a little uh, Jesse's Girl I played Jessie's on Saturday. Girl, yeah. 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 Did you ever tap into like producing side of no. this? Everyone asked me that. Should I? Yes. Do I? No. Mm-mm. I do the bootlegs and remixes stuff. But originals, over the over the pandemic, I put out a song, try to do the whole Spotify thing and yeah. like push for it. Um, what turned into what I wanted to do, like a, a house track, turned into a hip hop track with oh, like really? a little Latin flavor to it. It was like super weird how how it came about, but it was a weird time to put out music then. But I had all the free time, so I yeah. wanted to learn it. Mm-hmm. But it was so weird. Like how many songs did we hear in 2020 that we couldn't even think of right now that just kind of like went away? Yeah, that makes remember sense. that song "Bored in the House" and "In the House <laughs> Bored, Bored, like shit like that. Like Tiger was on that, you right, know? Like, right, yeah. <laughs> Or uh, Savage, Megan The Stallion, like that was yeah, a tw- that like was a you know we don't play. I haven't played that song probably since it fucking came out. I think people are like I love Megan The Stallion. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But, like I think a lot of people are like overhearing that because that's all yeah. we heard inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I tried and it was like it's all the pressure of trying to push it out and like you got I don't want I never wanted to force people to like it. Mm-hmm. You know if it if it goes off it goes off. You know what I mean? It'll do it on its own. Never used to be a thing for a DJ to become popular by having his own music. It just, it wasn't a standard. Yeah, right. Now it, now it seems like it is, you know? And it's great, you know, because it's like DJs are the new rock stars, but mm-hmm. haven't done it. Haven't yeah. tapped into that yet. I didn't realize, um, who made Animals? Martin Garrix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like... Her boy. He was like 15, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, he was like 15 or 16, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And that's mm-hmm. like the really, I think that's the first, like... Like like hardcore song that I was like, uh, sure. That's not even that crazy, but yeah, you know. no, it was that transcended like literally. Like if it was like if there was anybody else before him, it was just like you know like Avicii in terms of like levels being yeah. such a big hit, mm-hmm. you know. Because um, you know the Tiestos are always the Tiestos, you know they're timeless people. Right. But yeah, there, there's a lot of songs that have like famous 
know, singers or rappers on them, you don't even realize mm-hmm. this DJ produced this and made this beat right. with these lyrics. No, I right. kind of yeah. feel like fell off Marshmallow. Marshmallow? I don't feel like I hear him on anything. You're right. Like, Recently a little bit, yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like I used to he- see him all over the place. Yeah, now, he like does, um, he does, like, all these, like, crazy residencies for, like, X amount of dollars, you know, and just, right. like, like, the Vegas residencies and stuff. But, yeah, you don't really see, like, yeah, you don't hear his music really that much. Yeah, I never really. He was, like, on a lot of people's music. And yeah. I didn't see him at all. I didn't really care too much for his style of, like, I don't know, like, his drops, like, this happiness. Yeah, like it's little, different. I think the latest, like, notable song, Happier. Happier, yeah, that was the, the biggest one. Yeah. yeah. You know that one? They, I they, want you to. Oh, yeah, I happier. like that song. Yeah. 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 Very chain smoker, closer Yeah. Guys like Marshmallow are funny with the. Um, you know yeah. he's from Philly, right? Is he? Yeah. I did not know that mm-hmm. at all. I always think with those guys with you know those crazy, uh, you know identities, they start out just DJing like, you know how many and you are like like using like. Yeah, probably. You know I mean? Yeah, I mean I don't really know his upbringing. And then like, but... wh- how do they transition into into that? And maybe that's more of the producer side of it. Like maybe like when he like released a song, he released his. Yeah, look at I mean look at uh, A Craze would do it to it yeah. when that came out. Yeah. I mean, he had one. He, uh, I think he had songs out before that, but you know that was like obviously his big, big song. Mm-hmm. Then he's doing all the festivals. He's right. playing everywhere. You know, it's, it takes a song to f- really fucking blow up. Look at John Summit. For Christ's sake, yeah. he was an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> he went to. He he's from Chicago. Went went to college uh, to be to study business. Was an account. I think he was like, forget what. I th- I think I saw him on a podcast talking about. It. I'm not sure if he was a full blown accountant or like he was starting to intern or whatever he was doing, mm-hmm. and then he started. I guess producing for fun or whatever, and then boom, holy shit, he's fucking everywhere now. You know, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah I mean, the beauty of social media now is sure. anybody could you know make something you and never blow know, up. Dude. It's crazy. Anybody mm. can be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with TikTok, like TikTok is built so that you see <laughs> you're scrolling through a feed of you know the for you page. It's random. It's all about the stuff, quick, yeah. the quick punch, the quick clips. Like, yeah. You know, and yep. that's where people's how people's brains are working now. How quick TikTok. Is like that with song with the guy with the what was that cranberry juice or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know. That's all. Well, yeah, with that, like even for your podcast, like put the reels out. Do the yeah, quick, you gotta yeah, do the quick clips. Do, Everybody yeah. wants to see the quick clips. You mm-hmm. know, everyone's attention span is fucking. Yeah, even when minuscule. I'm on TikTok, I don't really even want to watch a three minute video. See, right. unless yeah, I'm yeah, really true. interested where you're coming off hot. Imagine like, really that. Need to know the psychology behind like bring a person. Yep. Imagine that as DJs too, with people wanting to, everything so quick. Like, you only yeah, want to hear yeah. 30 seconds of a song. Now, get the fuck out of it, you know? Yeah. We want the next one. Yep. All right, we like the song. All right, what else you got? Play it next, you know? That's Play another it one. It's crazy. It all comes down to the It literally does. Me. You're right, you're right. People's attention spans are so short now. But luckily, I've always been a quick mixer, maybe a little too fast, so that never really was a huge issue for me with, like, people being like, yo, you're playing a song too long. Yeah. I'm it's like, a little different with rap, I feel like, when you have – Say you have like multiple rappers on, like somebody wants to hear this guy's verse, and then you cut it out, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Well, yeah, like, it's your job to know what you know predominantly. Yeah, yeah, what's popular? Yeah, what's the popular verse? Like, um, yeah. sicko mode. I have your sicko mode Mobamba one. Oh hell yeah, that one's that mm-hmm. that always hits. But I yeah. I skip right to Drake Drake's part mm-hmm. when it drops. Um, I've been bump, doing that too. Bump, yeah. Well, I'm also not a big Travis Scott fan, so. Yeah, for also, outside reasons, probably, right? Yeah, he's really douchey, man. Yeah, he you is. Know? He is. He just doesn't do the right things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying everybody needs to do, you know. Right, yeah. Like, I mean, all that stuff, like, with his concert the one time, the, it was kind of stepped way, oh, That was bizarre. I forgot about that. Dude, you see the fucking, uh, how, like, him g- going nuts on other DJs when he shows up? He smashed yeah. one dude's laptop. Yeah. 
Like, who oh the fuck do you God. think you are, man? I know. Like, That's crazy. Stupid shit like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, so when you compare celebrities like him and then you compare mm. him, like, with Paulie, it's, like, crazy, like, the difference. And I yeah. guess there's different kinds because Paulie's a DJ and he's... I mean, know, everyone's human, too, you know? Yeah, and, like, yeah. It's, uh, being a... At the end of the day, yeah. Yeah, being a decent so fucking person. person. Some people just let it get to them and get a big head. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Facts. Big facts. Who were kind of your, like, inspirations, like... Was, uh, on- honestly, at Rutgers, uh, I loved, um... I loved hearing Spinbad on okay. Z100 or what, I forget what he was on. I'd be like in my car going to class or something, and I always loved the live mixing on the radio, like, yeah. like you, you, what you guys would hear on Wired on the weekends. He would do that at like 7 p.m. and he would like his cutting and scratching and still implementing like Rihanna in like 2008. You know, like please don't stop the music and all right, that shit. Right. The way he would manipulate it, I'm like that shit's dope as fuck. So like I like can I can we curse on here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, because yeah. I've been cursing a lot. <laughs> I curse All a right. few times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, him, but like th- with the nightclub stuff, um, t- to hear like really good DJs, you had to always go down Atlantic City. Okay. So that's where like all like the guys around the country, around the world, would fly in and play there. So um, Murmur Mondays was a huge night where you would hear like an AM or somebody from Vegas or something, and these guys would come in and just crush it. And I would just like kind of take notes, yada yada, you know. Yeah. Be like, oh, you know, I play like this, but they're just much better than me. <laughs> so, all those guys really. Um, is AM, that, is AM that kind of before huge. like pre-recorded mixes were like a, a thing like on the radio and stuff like that, or they were kind of just doing it live? Uh, I think it was mostly live. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was mostly live. Um, There's so. just one DJ guy I always hear on the radio. It's like Goofy White Boy. Or goofy White Kid. Well, Goofy White yeah, Kid. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He's syndicated, so he's on Q102, um, but his same mixes get played throughout a lot of stations. Gotcha, gotcha. In okay. the country. Um, yeah, which is considered syndication. Okay. You know, your same mix can get played in other that makes sense. stations yeah. around the country. Yeah. They, um, they used to do sometimes, like, they would... Um, from, like, the club, right? They would play... like. I miss that shit. Right? I miss that. Um, yeah, like... Wire 965 would be like live from the Woodbine and like that's awesome. I feel like I remember them being at like the mm-hmm. Roxy, like mm-hmm. that was yeah. the thing. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, yep. that was awesome. They don't. I mean, clubs don't really hire radio stations anymore to come in to mm-hmm. like pretty much promote their night. You know, it's just not. It's never really a thing, which sucks. That was always awesome. You know, but radio's not like a one-stop shop anymore. It's not so popular anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People just. Go on the phone. It's weird being on the radio. Songs already blow up before radio even like starts playing it. You know, Mm -hmm. like look how big John Summit is. Where you are, that song. Yeah. Radio hasn't even put that in rotation. It's not considered. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not even in the same vein. But like that song is. And before I used to find out from the radio Radio. the songs. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice that, but you. Especially us as DJs, exactly. Especially us as DJs. Like I think when um, I'm trying to think of a song, do you remember? Roses, obviously, Al- uh, St. John. Yeah. No, oh, um, oh, St. John. Yeah, yes, from, yes, like, yes, what, yes. two, three years ago mm-hmm. or whatever. But we were playing the remix that everyone knows, the I'm Back remix. I'm Back, I'm Back. Okay. But, like, we were playing that before the radio was like, yo, put this in rotation. And we're like, well, we've been playing it for three months. Yeah. <laughs> Four months already, yeah. you know. It's just uh, certain things like that. It's just, you know. Yeah, and the radio just play the same mainstream over and over and over and over again. Yeah, people will argue that radio's dead, and, you know, there's there's some truth to that. But when in doubt, your radio's always going to be in your car, and there's always yeah. going to be a place for Very it, true. you know? I still, like, listen to it. Sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like playing anything. Let me see what's on the radio. And there has been times I'm like, I've heard this song already a million times. And yeah. there's other times I'm like, oh, I haven't heard this in a while. 
Right. It is tough, though, because the way we were saying earlier, the way our fucking brains work with, like, wanting things so fast, you can just go right onto your Spotify that fast. And if you don't like the song, boom, you hit next. Radio, you can't do that. You got to sit through it all, you know, and who's doing that anymore? And that's that's why it's cool, like, when they do Q102, like, does the mixes, mixes, like, with you guys and everything, yeah. Yeah, that definitely changes it up a lot, so. Mm, 100%. Yeah, it's weird now. Radio used to be, like, I've always wanted to strive to be on radio. You felt like that was, like, the next elevation, you know. But, like, it's just, it lost its uniqueness. Isn't it crazy, though? Yeah. Like I said, like, radio will never probably get out of your car. It'll always be there as an outlet. Mm-hmm. But, like, CD players CD players aren't in cars anymore. Yeah, yeah that know? is crazy. I didn't they're not, they're not in laptops anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's well, crazy. You like, got to buy a whole separate thing. Yeah. Like, so is radio going to get completely wiped out? It's only, like. I don't even know where to put my CDs in. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It's, like, how I have, like, movies on CDs. and like, Yeah. Have you ever played yeah. with actual like CDs? Like, no, I jumped from. Um, I think like I think I did like two parties that was just strictly vinyl. I had like two crates. It was all the party stuff. Yeah. Two thousand five, two thousand six era, um, and then went right to Serato. I just jumped ship. I didn't do anything in between. No CD books or anything right, like that. Right, no, right. uh, uh-uh. because I, like I said, I started in 05, so Serato was out for a year. So I literally went into like Guitar Center and I was like. I know what I want to play on, but, like, here's <laughs> yeah. what I have. <laughs> right. What can you do? And the first thing he said was just get Serato. Like, whatever piece of equipment you use first, it doesn't matter. Just make sure you're, you're on Serato first. Yeah. What's the funniest, craziest – I'm going to ask everybody this. Funniest, craziest gig moment you ever had in DJing overall? Paulie shows are always, like, crazy. You always see, like, the – you know, what they say on, the, on their phones, you know, the, yeah. mes- the messages to him and stuff. You're like – your mom watching this? Your mom know what you're saying right now? Yeah, I, I feel like after a while too, it all kind of just mixes together. Like, it, it, even for me, like, I, like probably yeah. gigs I did six months ago. I'm like, oh, like did that happened that night, or yeah, yeah that's a, yeah. yeah. Like, like random you. triggers, and you're like, wait, yeah. I, I remember that happened. Yeah, like, yep. that's crazy. Yeah, sometimes people gotta mostly remind me. <laughs> like, yo, do you remember when this happened? I'm like, holy oh, shit, oh yeah, you're I do right. remember. Yeah, right. I can't. Right. DJing, you see everything, dude. <laughs> you can if you think about it. If you think what a DJ can experience and see, it's You've seen it, you know? It's all. And do you have any final tips for somebody like me that's, you know, really trying to start off their career in DJing, um, I mean, in nightlife th- in general? Yeah, I mean, I think you're doing all right, right? You know? Um, trying. Yeah. It's just don't stop, you know? Just don't fall complacent, you know? It, even if you're booked Friday, Saturday for the entire month, figure out how you can get booked Thursdays, too, mm-hmm. you know? Um, be around the right people. Be around positive energy, you know? Be around... People that can be around people that can help you. You know, you are who you surround yourself with. I've learned that. You know, um, five people in a room that have positive energy. That one person in the room has negative energy. That just sprouts out throughout the entire room. Right. You know, you really got to start trimming the fat with that. I'm learning that as a 37 year old DJ now. Um, but be consistent. If you really like DJing, you can go a long fucking way. You know, I've been doing it for 17 years now. You know, mm-hmm. there's no end game. And there doesn't need to be one, but you have to be consistent. And it's nice to be at home and relax, obviously, sometimes, but be out and about, too. Out of sight, out of mind is something I still fear, you know. That's why with working with Paulie, I still want to do my Philly gigs, too. I still want to be home and be in people's faces, you know, because when Paulie stops DJing, what am I going to do, you know. So I'm still trying to be outside and, you know, let people see me. You know, there's times where I'm gone four nights a week with him, and I'm like, Remember me, guys? That's why, like, my Sunday fun days, like, I'm outside. You know, I'm going to Wicked Wolf. I'm going to Barstool. Um, I want them to see me, <laughs> you know? you're. It's sad but true, but we're replaceable. So make sure that you're 
wanted. Be nice. Don't be a dick. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of good DJs in the area that, you know, don't know how to carry themselves in you know, public, you know? <laughs> and people would rather have a nice guy in their venue DJing for them than an asshole. Don't yeah. be a dick. <laughs> have fun. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's challenging, you know? Everyone, anyone and everyone can, you know, DJ. And it's, I think now is the easiest time ever to get put on than it was back in my MySpace days. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was challenging then, you know. You yeah, had to really yeah. be a good fucking DJ to get put on. I mean, somebody like Frank in the building here will tell you, you know. Um, it's, but it's. E I think it's just easier now to get, you know, not just say crawl out of your bed and start working, but like it's easier now. Just um, show faces at show face at the places that you want to DJ at. It may not happen overnight, but you might get that chance. You know, it, yeah. it's happened to me. You know, I've gone to places multiple times, and they're like, okay, we'll put you on. <laughs> like, all right, cool. You know? Um, it, you create your own destiny, which is cool about DJing. You don't want to do it, you don't have to. But if you want it, it'll happen eventually. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's why it starts this podcast for, like, big reason, mm -hmm. just to, you know, get advice from guys like you who've yeah. been doing this for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's really going to help even in networking aspect, you know, building relationships yeah, sure. and, you know, just seeing different sides of nightlife. That I, I know with DJing, like if you're booked, it's great, but it also keeps you away from being at places that you kind of want to excel to. Mm -hmm. Like you can't necessarily be at that favorite bar that you want to DJ at because you're already DJing. Right. That's the tough part, you know, um, but there's do it long enough. Be consistent. You know, those places will find you, too, mm -hmm. you know. And be a good DJ, you know, yeah. care about it, you know, don't just get by being like, that was fun. I made a couple hundred dollars, you know, it's like they can go away just as fast as you got it, too, right. you know. Um, yeah. Well, Nine, thank you so much gotcha, for man. coming on. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> episode two, right? Episode two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Episode oh, yeah. two of many. Um, good. You know, we're still getting through some of the rough patches and we're getting through it. But, yeah, I think the studio looks good. We're really hard on it. I don't mind being the guinea pig. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, whoever is watching or listening now, you know, thank you guys so much. We appreciate the support. I think we already had a few hundred, you know, views and plays with the first episode that was released, like, five days ago. Um, so it's awesome. And on Instagram, we have, like, 2,000 views on the video we just posted. Which nice. Is, which is great. So oh, yeah. we're just going to keep going and, and doing this shit and, and learning about Beyond the Party and what goes into nightlife. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Toodles. <laughs>